0: Welcome to the Happy Sober Podcast. Helping people get back in control of their life, happiness, peace, and purpose, and all without a drop of alcohol. For more information and to book your place on our next free quit drinking webinar, visit www.stopdrinkingexpert.com. And now, here's your host, Craig Beck. Hi, this is Craig Beck from StopDrinkingExpert.com. Welcome into this episode. I'm coming to you from London, England today because tomorrow I fly from London Heathrow to JFK for the last Quit Drinking Boot Camp of 2019. Uh, it's going to be Awesome! it's sold out which means there's going to be great energy and passion in the room and what a location Times Square for the last boot camp of 2019 uh, it is sold out and I know a lot of people have been emailing asking if there's any spare tickets and I'm really sorry that there aren't uh, but the good news is I'm coming back to New York in March 2020 uh, back to Times Square and if you want to get your ticket nice and early they're currently available on the website stopdrinkingexpert.com with a huge 33 percent early bird discount on them. Uh, I'm also in London, England in February 2020 for the first boot camp of next year as well. Those tickets are online as well. Stopdrinkingexpert.com. So today, in the episode i want to share a little secret with you i want to share a post from inside the secret hidden facebook group that my online members use to chat make friends and support each other because i saw a really interesting post yesterday from a guy who'd done my online course and had come back into the group to say that he is now 15 months sober but it wasn't a celebration This was not a joyous post. In fact, he was very unhappy. He was saying, I haven't had a drink of alcohol in 15 months, but what I'm doing now is I'm using marijuana on a daily basis. And he said, what I actually feel like I've done, Craig, is I've just taken one problem and converted it into another problem. And what he wanted to know was, is he the only one? Why is it happening and how he stops? It's a great question because, let me assure you, I, I won't mention his name to keep him anonymous, but you're not the only one. It's very common. And let me explain why. You see, I meet hundreds of people every year who have a problem with alcohol. And very, very few of these people are in that situation purely because they're total party animals and their social life is so aggressively attached to alcohol that they've, they've done it so often that they're just in this root, uh, loop. That's like 5-10% of the people who come to boot camp are in that kind of category. Most people, 95-90% of people, are drinking because there is another, bigger, more painful, underlying issue that they're trying to avoid. And that's very common. People are generally drinking to get away from emotional pain. Some people, in fact most people know why, if you question them. If you say to people, why do you think you're drinking? What are, you, what are you trying to get away from most people can answer that question pretty quickly and they will say a variety of things some people will say because I'm in a terrible relationship and I don't I'm trapped I don't know how to get out uh, I'm doing a job that I hate and you know I know that I'm not doing my vocation what I'm supposed to be doing with my life I'm in debt uh, I've got uh, depression anxiety this sort of thing or I, I had trauma from back in my past that I don't want to talk about most people, can give me an answer to the question. And what this actually means is your alcohol use is not really the problem. Alcohol is a symptom of a bigger problem. And this is one of the reasons why AA didn't work for me. and doesn't work for a lot of people is because it basically says to you right well you want to drink because you're an alcoholic and you're always going to be an alcoholic so you've got to force yourself to stay away from the thing that you want most on planet earth and if you stay sober for this amount of time we'll give you a little medal for doing so you'll get you know one week sober six months sober one year sober little medallion as a little reward for being a good boy or a good girl and staying away from the thing that you want most on planet earth And to me, that's not a solution. That is a lifetime of misery. And I I think the reason is, you know, if you think about it, it's quite logical. People who, let's, let's say somebody who's heavily in debt, And every night they come home from work and waiting for them on the doormat is another load of red bills, credit card bills, mortgage repayments, uh, final demands. And they get home and they've had a hard day at work and they see that and they're just instantly depressed like, oh, my life sucks. And they open the alcohol and the alcohol appears to make the situation better. It makes them a bit stupid and less aware of what is going on. And so the perception is alcohol helped me cope. But of course, what we understand is that in the morning, those bills are still there, but you have several new problems to lay on top of them. The bills didn't get any smaller overnight. In fact, they got a little bit bigger. And now you've got new bills coming to go with them. Plus, you have the additional problem of alcohol withdrawal to deal with as well. So now today, not only are you worrying about your debt, you're also feeling miserable because the drug is applying pressure on you in the form of a sensation of anxiety to try and motivate you to drink again. So the illusion is that alcohol helps, but in fact, it makes the problem worse. But we don't see that. You know, for a big chunk of my life, I believe that alcohol was the best thing in my life. You know, it, it was my best friend. It made everything better. It was my panacea but the problem with you know taking away the drug from people without dealing with the underlying problem is you get to become what we call a dry drunk as in you're sober but you're miserable and that's not a solution that's just a life of misery because as bad as alcohol is for you It was the only tool you had in the box to help you deal with the big problem in your life and so if somebody says to you well you're an alcoholic and you can never drink again so they take alcohol away from you well now you've got the original problem and the only solution you ever had has been taken away from you so you're more miserable and depressed than ever so the reason people turn to drugs or even overeating or sugar and things like that is simply because you have failed to address the reason why you were drinking in the first place. And I understand this because, you know, when I quit drinking, it forced me to really take stock of my life. And I was shocked to discover that pretty much every spoke in the wheel of my life was broken. There was nothing working. And I'd been using alcohol for a decade because I didn't want to consider just how much my life sucked. My relationship was dead. It had been for at least five years. My marriage was over and it needed to be brought to an end. But I'd avoided that really painful decision for many, many years by drinking an anesthetic every night. My health was appalling. I was in terrible condition. My finances were a disaster. I was heavily in debt. I had mortgages and remortgages and credit cards all over the place. I couldn't breathe for the uh, the minimum monthly repayment I had to pay on my debt. I was in a career I no longer enjoyed, I was doing a three-hour commute to go and work for a guy who didn't respect me, and I didn't respect him, and pretty much was on a track to nowhere. Everything in my life was a disaster. And I wish I could convey to you just how dramatically different my life is today from how it was back then. And you might be thinking, well, good for you, Craig. Whoop-e-doo. Hope you're happy. I'm not here to tell you that, and I'm not here to boast or be smug and say, "Yeah, isn't my life fantastic? I'm not even here to tell you that it's easy. Addressing these problems in my life brought me to the lowest point in my life. Some of the most painful years of my life were as a direct result of dealing with all these issues that were turning me to drink. It was not easy to bring my marriage to an end. It was painful. It was devastating for everyone involved and it wasn't quick it took years of misery to sort out but it needed doing my health wasn't fixed overnight my finances took me close to a decade to sort out and get to the point where i'm debt free these were all really difficult things that i did and they weren't easy and they were very painful and That I did them anyway and I encourage you to do the same. If you've stopped drinking and you're still looking for something to take the edge off life, because that's how people describe it. I just need something to take the edge off or I just need something to help me cope. With the pressure of life. If that is your mindset after you've quit drinking, I encourage you to see that for what it really is. It is not a sign that you need marijuana or heroin or sugar or any other external substance to enhance your life. It is a very clear and obvious sign that something needs attention and it is something that's going to be a little bit painful. And I think this is why most people don't deal with this because you have to do something that you know is make, going to hurt. You're going to have to pick at an old scab and make it bleed a little bit for you to make it better. And it's not that everyone I meet, you know, at boot camp have tried everything and they just they, they don't know what to try next. It's exactly the opposite. They've tried nothing for the most part. They've had this pain in their life for so long and they've they've just kept burying the demon at the back of their head for years and decades often. And the thing is about these demons that we bury is they don't die when you bury them. They just fester and mutate and change and grow. And unless you dig them up, face them and kill them, these demons are going to stay with you until the end of your life you are going to take these problems to your grave with you unless you deal with them now i understand that it's scary but i encourage you to face the fear and do it anyway because this is the only way you find peace and unless you have peace within yourself you're always going to be looking for an external solution You're always going to be hankering back to the days when you could open a bottle of Jack and that would make your problems go away for a couple of hours. Unless you achieve peace in your life, this is always going to be a nagging, persistent problem for you. Um, And I I know most people don't want to do this. I get it. But see it as as your mission. After you've quit drinking, this is what you have to do next. And if it's trauma from your childhood, then I encourage you to go and get therapy, and deal with it. Timeline therapy is very good for this sort of thing. It's not a very well-known type of therapy, but it's very powerful for helping deal with people deal with past trauma and post-traumatic stress. And what it does is it allows you to go back in time, through your imagination, back to these specific events that are causing you misery, and see them again without the emotion so instead of experiencing all the pain that came with them like you did the first time around you almost imagine yourself floating above the event and watching it play out beneath you as though it's a a movie or a play on a stage and so you see it from a third person point of view you're detached from the event and because the first time this thing happened to you this horrible traumatic thing in your past you were probably quite young You weren't emotionally mature enough. You didn't have the critical thinking to accurately assess the situation. And so you just repressed it. Well, now you go back with your mature, experienced, adult eyes and you watch the event again. And you're able to see it for what it really is. You're able to look at people who did you harm and see why they were doing it. It wasn't because they wanted to be evil or it wasn't because they wanted to hurt you. Because that is not why people do what they do. You will see people doing what they do to avoid their own fear, to avoid their own pain, and they get it wrong. And what this allows you to do is to take all the sting out of this event, all this negative power that is still lurking deep in your subconscious mind. Now, I get when people say, hang on, Craig, hang on. You have no idea what horrible things happened to me and what this person did to me or that person did to me. How dare you say that I have to go and forgive them? And I absolutely don't say that. I don't say that this is your fault. I don't say you have to accept the blame. I don't say that what they did was right or innocent or anything like that. All I'm saying is... Holding on to this position the way you currently are is not serving you It is not punishing them. does nothing to that other person. All it ever does is punish you into infinity So you have to find a way to let go of it It doesn't mean that it was right or that you're saying that it was okay It's just getting to that point where you can release it and consign it to the past because holding on to it serves no purpose, just causes you pain, makes you miserable, and continually keeps you in this loop of trying to find an anesthetic to make the pain go away. Now, it could not be past trauma in your case, it could be that you're not on the right career path. And you have to do some painful things to get you on the right career path. Perhaps you have to go back to school. You have to do a lot of training. You have to take some risks. You have to do this. You have to do that. But it's all stuff that you've been afraid to do in the past. And you've used alcohol to blot out that nagging sensation that you are on the wrong path. It's painful, but you are investing now to seek the rewards later. It could be that you're in an abusive relationship. And instead of dealing with that, Very difficult thing in your life, you've drank to make it go away. So, to go back to the original question, it's very common for people to turn to other drugs when they stop drinking if they have not dealt with the underlying cause of their drinking in the first place. I hope that helps. If you have any questions or you want something clarifying, please reach out to me. Always happy to buzz an email back to you, or even better, like and comment and subscribe to my YouTube channel, and I'll jump on there and put some comments and see if I can help you out. If you are genuinely worried about your drinking and you don't know what to do, you don't know where to start, the best thing you can do, and you can do it today, is sign up for my daily free quit drinking webinar. And I'll take you through the exact process that I use at boot camp and in my online course to help people with problem drinking. Go to the website and sign up for today's webinar, www.stopdrinkingexpert.com. And at the end of the webinar, I will even give you a free copy of my best selling book, Alcohol Lied to Me, as a free gift, just as a thank you for staying with me for the entire webinar. So I hope that helps. Hopefully I'm seeing you in New York or London soon. Uh, If not, I'll see you in the next episode.